Hello, everybody. Welcome in on to the Break Room Podcast. Got ourselves a big-time interview right here. Mr. Verone McKinley III from the Miami Dolphins Safety, formerly of the University of Oregon. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people. Uh, Verone McKinley III, Miami Dolphins Safety, uh, straight out of Dallas, Texas, University of Oregon graduate, All-American, Thorpe Award finalist. Um, what's going on? Yeah, it's a beautiful day out here. We're out here in the woodlands. Seven-on-seven tournament, the end zone, putting on another phenomenal tournament as they always do every single year. This is our second year back out here. And, hey, last year we had a Caleb Evans out from uh, Missouri, ended up getting drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. And now here, second-year player, Verone McKinley III, again joining us here on the Break Room Podcast. So, yeah, we're live right now on Facebook. You can catch us on all of our social media. Follow us on Twitter at the Break Room HOU. Follow us on Instagram at the.breakroom.podcast. Follow us on Facebook at the Break Room Podcast 1. And finally, our YouTube page that we just got going, the Break Room Podcast. You can find us all across all social medias and anywhere that you find your podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get it, we're there. So, Verone. Let's let's go back to your seven on seven days, back to high school. So, did you play on your own independent seven on seven team, or did you just play with the school, or how'd that work? Um, I did the school one, of course, and then I played for Team Swoosh. So it was like me, R.J. Mickens, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jalen Kimber, Jonathan McGill, D- uh, D.J. Graham at OU. Yeah, like we squad. got, we had some people, but like it was at a time when you know, like it was probably because they were younger than me. So like my class was was real big at the time, but like. We were good. We we played the SFEs. We go to Orlando, Vegas, different places. So I always enjoyed it. I, seven on seven is huge, especially now in high school. Like it's it's bigger than ever before. Oh, absolutely. But, but like it's always been a good thing. I think it's real good for just the technical things of, of football. You know, you can't can't hold as much. Sometimes it's funny because pylon you can you can uh, jam and everything, but like the state Texas on tournament, you can't touch anybody. Oh, not at all. You like it's a, any touch is a penalty, so you really got to work your feet. But I think it's definitely very, very beneficial. Yeah. So uh, if you're a cornerback or a safety out here, if you can't really get your hands on them, what, what do you advise them technically to do? A little, little, little hot technique, little shadow technique, or use your feet. You got to use your feet, whether that is just motoring and just. Use, I mean, it's like playing basketball. You just want to keep your man in front of you and take something away. Like if if you're inside leverage. Stay inside leverage. You're outside. Stay outside, and that's that applies to football all the way through. So that's the biggest thing: using your feet, and then also just being smart. Like there's only so many concepts a, a team can run, especially in seven on seven. So using that to your your advantage and, and making sure you know you make plays on the football, and when those opportunities come, you make the play. Yeah, that uh, four seconds really feels like two from an offense perspective. It's like uh-huh. you get the ball, and so you immediately gotta get rid of it. So like you said, yeah, you just gotta keep in front of your man and all that. So. Um, Let's tap into uh, your high school career. So tell me about that. What high school did you go to? What year did you graduate? Stuff like that. Uh, so at first I went to Prestonwood Christian Academy. I went to PCA. Um, did two years there. We won a state championship my sophomore year. So I I started on varsity as a freshman. We went to state, lost, and then came back the next year. We won. And then after that year I transferred to Hebron High School. So I, went for, I did private and then I went public. So wanted to graduate early. Playing big Texas 6A football, so I went, transferred, and uh, that went well. We went to the playoffs both years. Uh, we lost to – we beat Plano East my junior year in the first round of the playoffs. Beat, and then we lost to Duncanville. Oh, yeah. Duncanville's and then, always stiff. And then my last year, uh, we had lost to Trinity during the season on, like, one of the craziest games I've ever been a part of in high school. Like, coaches pushing players. Like, it was wild. And then we ended up having to play Allen first round at oh, Allen. That's – 
and Allen? we were good. Oh. We were good. We had a kick. We were probably going to go up like 14-10. But we had a we were going up 14-10. They called the kick back. We returned the kick. They called it back. And it just went downhill from there. But yeah. it was good. It was a good four years. Um, recruiting process started a little early for me. Um, I got my first offer freshman year. From who? LSU was my first offer, so. Nice. So you ended up as a three-star, correct? Uh, I, yeah, I was like what three, four? Like it was like a mixture of threes and fours. Oh, like, on the, the recruiting yeah, so okay, it was sense. a mixture. Um, when did you first get started? That's a good question. I I probably freshman year. Oh, I was okay. probably in like you know they they built it up from there, but I was I was probably up in that that ranking as a freshman, especially when I got my first offer. You know, people started seeing you in camps and everything, and all of that so you you get it from there but you know that's all subjective the star stuff is real interesting i'm it, always curious as to how they how they grade somebody to be a, a four star or a five star what are we looking for so it's always really interesting yeah no uh i definitely agree with you i used to work in the recruiting game for prep red zone so they're like a smaller like two four seven and stuff. Yeah. we used to rank kids but we didn't give them stars which mm -hmm. was kind of cool so you we'll give you like a, a state ranking you know position ranking stuff like that but yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of politics in the recruiting game. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure you are well aware of that. So your first offer was from LSU. So you, you came right out the gate with, you know, SEC Power 5 mm -hmm. offers, ended up committing to Oregon. Seems like, you know, according to 247, you had Alabama, Arizona, Baylor, Clemson, Florida, Georgia. You could have really went anywhere you wanted to go. T Texas A&M, you know, UCLA, you could have went out to the West Coast, you know, down, down on the south side. But what made you pick Oregon? So Oregon came into the picture into my like going in spring ball during my junior year. So I had always liked Oregon. Of course, it's hard to not like Oregon, but um, yeah, the Flodgers. We grew up in that era yeah. with uh, uh, Marcus Mariota. Uh, so, man, what was that running back name? Uh, uh, Lamichael James. Yeah, Lamichael James, and then there was another one, uh, Barnes. Roy Kenyon or Kenyon Barner. Kenyon Barner. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they came in the picture my junior year. And then I went on, like, a whole West Coast trip that summer going into my senior year. I knew I wanted to, to commit before I go into my senior year. And so I went on a whole West Coast trip. I had already visited. A lot of those schools I visited, like, I probably visited all those schools, honestly. But went to, like, Washington, Oregon, UCLA, USC. Like, I hit all this whole West Coast tour. And I like, I like the West Coast. And for me, Oregon is different, like. You have the off-the-field stuff with Phil Knight and just all the connections and branding and, like, the journalism school, political science, like, all of that, boom. But then on, on the field, like, there's, of course, there's uniforms, but then just big market. You're in a big stage all the time. Oregon's one of those prestigious programs that everybody's going to pay attention to. And so it's funny. I committed I committed at Saturday Night Live. Like, I went back for Saturday Night Live. I was going to commit in July. So I committed, uh, go through the my high school year, my last year. December comes, Coach Taggart leaves. He's recruiting me. He left. Coach Christian Wall gets named the head coach on my official visit. And I was like, okay, cool. I liked it, trusted him, signed. I did the, it was the first year of the early signing period too. So I signed early and I went to school early. So it was it was a good decision for me. I think everything I wanted in school from a, a, a school standpoint, from a off, like off the field standpoint, and then just on the field and the resources that they had, yeah. I felt it was all lined up with what I wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the main important thing is if, if you're not going there to get a degree or you're going to, you want to go to a school that doesn't have your degree, 
that, that's a big thing. The academic side, a lot of people forget about it. So I'm glad that you uh, you had your eye pinned down on that. 100%. So uh, let's kind of stick with uh, this kind of recruiting type of thing. What advice, if any, would you have for some of these guys out here, you know, 15, 16 years old, you know, coming up on their uh, varsity days and stuff like that? What advice would you have for them to gain some more exposure? Um, to gain more exposure, uh, I would say seven on seven tournaments are big. Uh, don't go to the camps where you know you just get a camp invite. You haven't talked to a coach. Um, I would say go, go to where you've been in contact with the coach. Like you're real familiar with each other. He wants to see you, put hands on you. You want to go to those type of camps. Um, and then like you know the Under Armors, the I don't even know how Nike does it anymore. They have the opening still, don't they? Yeah, it's all invite only. And stuff yeah, like and so like those type of camps. But that's probably the biggest way. And then just Twitter. Like I was real big on Twitter, especially yes. early on. Like if I see a coach, I like it, whatever. I'll follow him. Coach follow me back. I'll DM him. Just reaching out, you know. Of course, you have those huddle highlights. You need those oh, yeah. pinned in the bio. You want all of that. So making sure you, you have all of that so they can see you. And just picking a school is is more about, you know, I know there's NIL nowadays. NIL is crazy. Like Oh, yes. <laughs> NIL is, like, crazy. And it's so funny because like, I went to school because, like, I liked the school. I wanted to go. I wanted to, to make an impact. It was big because Coach Cristobal literally told me, so I'm going to take care of you like you're my own son. And that's how he treated all of us. And it was no, I wasn't promised anything. I wasn't promised a, a starting spot. I wasn't promised a number. Like, it was all you're going to work for it, and you're going to earn whatever you get. And so, like, seeing those things and understanding where you fit in in a, a room of whatever your position is, where you think you can make an impact, where how can they get me to the next level, and then even academically. Like, I knew early on I wanted to do media, broadcasting, journalism, all of that stuff. So I knew going in, like, hey, I want to make sure that their journalism school, whatever, that, like I was a political science major, that's what I graduated in. Oh, okay. So, but like all of that was real big for me. And like, I have my mom to help me out a lot with that. Like my dad has all the football stuff, make sure yeah. strength staff's good, coaches, position coach, all of that. But my mom was the academic person, like making sure that everything was going to the academic front so that I could be set up for success as soon as I went in. Cause even when I went into school, I came in, the plan was like, all right, I want to graduate in three years. Like, so no matter what happens, I can leave super early. If I need to transfer, whatever it is, yeah, just, yeah. I'll have my degree. Exactly. And so that's why I think, you know, nowadays that's what kids need to be looking for. Man, yeah, that's, that's a very in-depth answer and all that stuff. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, change the tune up just a little bit real quick. So you went from Oregon. You said you were a Jim Thorpe finalist. That's, you know, for those that don't know, that goes down, you know, for some of the best defensive backs in the country. You ended up going to Miami. Explain the process of, you know, your welcome to the NFL moment. Explain what it was like transitioning from Oregon to Miami. Um, I would say it was a little different. Uh, when you're on a team with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Hill, life is a little bit different. I can um, only imagine. That was that was probably you know really really big, but um, the transition wasn't wasn't too hard. Um, I feel like the biggest thing is understanding you know the field's a little bit different. And just and playing a new and defense, and all that. yeah, and learning a new defense is always a little bit, a little bit more challenging. Especially we ran a kind of a tough scheme, so getting that mixed together and then being able to get to the the speed of things and how just the operation of the NFL works. Yep. And I, I feel like I started to figure that out. Uh, we went to camp. We had a inner squad. What is it called? A joint scrimmage mm -hmm. against Tampa Bay. So Tom Brady's out there, and it you really get things put into perspective. Like, all right, you know, you got to be in your piece. You're coming out. He's IDing the mic, IDing him. If they roll here, you got a high route here. Like, just all these different checks. I've never seen a quarterback come out and make so many checks like that. And that oh, just yeah, really – that had to be insane. And so, like, my coach was like, you know, like, just 
you got to understand, like, you got to be ready to, to go. You got to be on your P's and Q's just like they are. And, you know, I feel like I'm a smart player and I understand things. But to see a quarterback do it, when I've normally done that, it was really different. So once that all came together, and I feel like that was the first time it, it clicked for me, and that's when it, it really was that. My welcome to the NFL moment specifically was Nick Chubb. Um, uh -oh. We're playing Cleveland. I came down. I got him, like, probably like the quarter before I came down, cracked him good, boom. Good tackle, open field. We came back, like, the next quarter. He ran kind of like a sweep kind of. He came around. I took a good angle. I'm running. I was probably about 20 yards away. So I know, like, yeah, I know what I got. I got to come yeah, downhill. Yeah. And I went and I kind of hit his inside leg and just like, boom. And I didn't really wrap up. He spun off of it. I looked, like, I looked up. He's running down the sideline. He scored. And I was like, oh, man. I was, that was my welcome to the NFL moment right there. I was like, oh, he just bounced right off of me. Hey, you know, you're, you're braver than I am for even trying to go, you know, hit, uh, downhill on Nick Chubb anyway. Because oh, that is man. a grown man got to yeah, yeah it's just one of those things like you know you going in there you know what it's gonna hey, you be you might as well come with all, exactly. with all of it man might hey. as well exactly. all right so I, I got one final question for you who is the hardest person you've had to cover outside of your teammates because you um, see them every day so i'm sure you know dealing with you know Jalen waddle and tyreek is probably difficult but in game who's the hardest person you've had to check oh man um It's been interesting. NFL or college? How about NFL? That? It's see, I don't know. NFL, I don't know yet, because it really is my teammates. Like those are, like by far the two hardest people I've had to cover. In t in college, it was either Brandon Ayuk or Drake London. Mm, Drake London, yeah, Drake London at USC. Brandon Ayuk was at Arizona State, right? Yeah, and then oh, of yeah. course the Ohio State boys, all three of them. All three of them. All three of them. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that that's crazy work over there. All uh, three of them. I, I'm an Ohio State fan, so you know, hey, there's tragic. You know, it put, puts a smile on my tragic. face. Uh, tragic. 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 Hey, we went to we went to Columbus. We we did we had to do. No, y'all did y'all. Yeah, we came out flat. We came out so. Y'all ain't come out flat. It's just we we had a good game plan. I'm not gonna get into that though. No, okay, yeah, they come out flat. Y'all still they still they did a thing. I mean, they still threw for like 460. Like it wasn't like it was just the. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure like we we had Stroud through a a pick. In the beginning of the game, maybe like first quarter, and then that kind of just set us back, and then y'all kind of just had one up on us. Nah, y'all did come he, up with he threw one pick. Yeah, he just threw one. Yeah, I'll say it wasn't at the beginning of the game though. No, I ended it. Oh, okay, it was. It was at the end. Okay, my I bad, my it. bad, my bad. All right, well, <laughs> big pimping over here, my bad, Mister. All right, so you got one pick in the NFL. Tell me about that, right quick. Uh, empty formation, understanding where they're trying to attack us is late in the game. They're trying to score a touchdown. We're only up, probably like. 10 points or something. Mm -hmm. Empty formation, uh, slots on the ball. I saw this in preseason. They're trying to hit us with these slot fades. We got a rookie a rookie nickelback right there. I already, the moment he caught the ball and looked that way, I just start going. I said, I'm going. Wait I'm gone. Just go get it. That's that, was, one. that was against the Texans, right? Exactly. You prepare for it. You've seen it. Trust it. Hey, that tape, go. That tape work is, is the most undervalued thing, even though it's – for, for, for younger kids, I'll say that. When once you get to college and high, uh, excuse me. Once you get to college and the league, the film is everything. But yeah. in high school, a lot of kids don't even get the opportunity to watch film. Some of their coaching staff don't really run through it a lot with them. Uh, you know, me as a as a football coach now, I try to get my kids as, as much you know on, on the board. You know, look, looking at film, just get them to understand at a young age like how to read the game, how to see it. Because at that point, if you can play with your mind fast, your body gonna play faster too. Right. Verone McKinley, the third. Thank you so much, man, for coming no on to the Breaking Podcast. Appreciate Safety it. of the Miami Dolphins. Good money.